Welcome to a new episode of the Sabbath School Bible Study Podcast. I strongly recommend you to pause this audio right now so that you can have your moment with the Lord. Pray to Him and spend time with Him. Let your relationship with Him grow because He wants to be with you. Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 read, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Also remember to ask Him for His guidance as you study His Word. And I'll be right back. Memory text. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 31. Wednesday, June 2nd, A Better Covenant Yesterday we saw that regarding the basic elements, the Old and New Covenants were the same. The bottom line is salvation by faith in a God who will forgive our sins, not because of anything worthwhile in us, but only because of His grace. As a result of this forgiveness, we enter into a relationship with Him, in which we surrender to Him in faith and obedience. Nevertheless, the book of Hebrews does call the New Covenant a better covenant. How do we understand what that means? How is one covenant better than the other? Question: Where did the fault lie with the failure of the Old Covenant? See Hebrews chapter 8 verses 7 and 8 the problem with the old covenant was not the covenant itself but with the failure of the people to grasp it in faith the superiority of the new to the old lies in that jesus instead of being revealed only through the animal sacrifices as in the old covenant now appears in the reality of his death and high priestly ministry. In other words, the salvation offered in the Old Covenant is the same offered in the New. In the New, however, a greater, more complete revelation of the God of the Covenant and the love that He has for fallen humanity has been revealed. It is better in that everything that had been taught through symbols and types in the Old Testament has found its fulfillment in Jesus whose sinless life, his death, and high priestly ministry were symbolized by the earthly sanctuary services. Hebrews chapter 9, verses 8 through 14 Now though, instead of symbols, types, and examples, we have Jesus himself, not only as the slain lamb who shed his blood for our sin, but who stands as our high priest in heaven ministering on our behalf. Though the salvation he offers is the same, this fuller revelation of himself and the salvation found in him, as revealed in the new covenant, 
make it superior to the old. Question. Read Hebrews chapter 8 verse 5 and Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1. What word does the author use to describe the Old Covenant sanctuary services? How does the use of that word help us to understand the superiority of the New Covenant? Think about this. Why would knowing about Christ's life, death, and high priestly ministry on our behalf give us a better understanding of God than one would get merely from earthly sanctuary service ritual of animal sacrifices? Thursday, June 3rd, The New Covenant Priest The book of Hebrews places a heavy emphasis on Jesus as our high priest in the heavenly sanctuary. In fact, the clearest exposition of the New Covenant found in the New Testament appears in the book of Hebrews, with its emphasis on Christ as high priest. This is no coincidence. Christ's heavenly ministry is intricately tied to promises of the New Covenant. The Old Testament sanctuary service was the means by which the Old Covenant truths were taught. It centered around sacrifice and mediation. Animals were slain, and their blood was mediated by the priests. These, of course, were all symbols of the salvation found only in Jesus. There was no salvation found in them, in and of themselves. Question. Read Hebrews chapter 10 verse 4. Why is there no salvation found in the death of these animals? Why is the death of an animal not sufficient to bring salvation? All these sacrifices and the priestly mediation that accompanied them met their fulfillment in Christ. Jesus became the sacrifice upon which the blood of the new covenant is based. Christ's blood ratified the new covenant, making the Sinai covenant and its sacrifices old or void. The true sacrifice had been made once and for all. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 26 Once Christ died, there was no more need for any animals to be slain. The earthly sanctuary services had fulfilled their function. Read Matthew chapter 27 verse 51 which tells how the veil of the earthly sanctuary was torn when Jesus died. How does that event help us to understand why the earthly sanctuary had been superseded? Tied, of course, to these animal sacrifices was the priestly ministry, those Levites who offered and mediated the sacrifices in the earthly sanctuary on behalf of the people. Once the sacrifices ended, the need for their ministry ended as well. Everything had been fulfilled in Jesus, who now ministers his own blood in the sanctuary in heaven. See Hebrews chapter 8 verses 1 through 5. Hebrews stresses Christ as high priest in heaven, having entered by shedding his own blood. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12 mediating in our behalf. This is the foundation of the hope and promise we have in the New Covenant. Question. How does it make you feel understanding that even now, 
Jesus is ministering his blood in heaven on your behalf. How much confidence and assurance does that give you regarding salvation? Friday, June 4th. Further thought. In partaking with his disciples of the bread and wine, Christ pledged himself to them as their Redeemer. He committed to them the new covenant by which all who receive him become children of God and join heirs with Christ. By this covenant, every blessing that heaven could bestow for this life and the life to come was theirs. This covenant deed was to be ratified with the blood of Christ, and the administration of the sacrament was to keep before the disciples the infinite sacrifice made for each of them individually as a part of the great whole of fallen humanity. Ellen White, The Desire of Ages, page 659. The most striking feature of this covenant of peace is the exceeding richness of the pardoning mercy expressed to the sinner if he repents and turns from his sin. The Holy Spirit describes the gospel as salvation through the tender mercies of our God. I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, the Lord declares of those who repent, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12 Does God turn from justice in showing mercy to the sinner? No. God cannot dishonor his law by suffering it to be transgressed with impunity. Under the new covenant, perfect obedience is the condition of life. If the sinner repents and confesses his sin, he will find pardon. By Christ's sacrifice in his behalf, forgiveness is secured for him. Christ has satisfied the demands of the law for every repentant, believing sinner. Ellen White, God's Amazing Grace, page 138. Discussion questions. 1. What is the advantage of having the law written in the heart as opposed to only on tablets of stone? Which is easier to forget, the law written on stones or the law written in the heart? 2. Ever since the fall of humanity, salvation has been found only through Jesus, even if the revelation of that truth varied in different epochs of history. Do not the covenants work in the same way? 3. Look at the second Ellen White's quote in today's study. What does she mean by perfect obedience as the requirement for a covenant relationship? Who is the only one who has rendered perfect obedience? How does that obedience answer the demands of the law for us? Summary The new covenant is a greater, more complete and better revelation of the plan of redemption. We who partake of it, partake of it by faith, a faith that will manifest itself in obedience to a law written in our hearts. And that is all for today. Please subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned 
for new episodes and special content.